Saram dear listeners and welcome to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories our series of conversations with former students of Bhagwan's educational institutions Today is January 2nd 2016 and by Bhagwan's grace this is the first conversation that we are having in the new year and Swami has sent someone very special for this new conversation that we are having in 2016 and he is someone who has the fire of sai love burning in him so brightly so beautifully brother anindya das gupta who was the master of ceremonies in the cultural program that was presented by the alumni of bhagwan's students in the sai kulwant hall on january 1st 2016 it was a very beautiful program and brother anindya das gupta was there in the thick of it he knows the details much more than what each one of us knows and each one of us felt because he is someone who has been there working to make this program happen he is really blessed because he was there in the initial year of the shri satya sai higher secondary school he joined this special school started by bhagwan in 1983 In fact Bhagwan started the Sri Satya Sai Junior College which is basically the higher secondary school 11th and 12th grade and you know the courses after 6th standard so the students after they complete their 6th in the primary school the boys then they move on to this Sri Satya Sai Junior College which was functioning in the premises of the Ishwarama High School for a couple of years and in 1983 Swami had this new building inaugurated in fact on the inauguration day bhagwan was so eager to see the structure and inaugurate the structure that when the chief minister of andhra pradesh who was the chief guest to inaugurate the building when he was delayed bhagwan could not wait he just went bent down and went below the ribbon and actually saw the whole school and then later you had the <laughs> chief guys come and you know do the formal honors of cutting the ribbon and all that that is how eager bhagwan was and brother anindya belongs to that batch who basked in the love of bhagwan in those initial years so he has had those moments when bhagwan visited the school very often when bhagwan would interact with the principal interact with the school students on a day to day basis so he did his schooling in shri satyasai high secondary school which he completed In 1987 he finished his 12th class and then he moved to Brindavan where he pursued his bachelor's in sciences majoring in biosciences so once he completed that by divine design he moved out and he completed his post graduation and his corporate career apart from being very successful in his corporate career brother has been always engaged in the activities of the sai organization he is in fact now the district spiritual coordinator for the delhi ncr region so really with gratitude to bhagwan we start this conversation the fresh conversation in 2016 so brother a warm welcome to radio sai and to fleeting moments lasting memories sir my pranams at swami's lotus feet and really grateful to swami for having given this opportunity to me So the new year is just over the new year alumni meet we had a very beautiful program in the mandir and i i believe there was a session in the institute auditorium too today so sir so what how has this coming together for new year been 
Well, this has always been a wonderful opportunity. You know, it's like you know, homecoming. Like when a child comes back to his mother, maybe after some time, you know, when he graduates out. So you won't believe, you know, the moment uh, you know we are close to let us say August, September. You know, our in fact heart starts to beat <laughs> very faster, and we try mm-hmm. to do a lot of plannings, and we are so eager, you know, so that the moment we have the vacation starting post Christmas, mm. we apply for the leaves maybe one month before, mm. and uh, no one can disturb, you know, no one can take <laughs> from us these, you know, these five to six days or maybe a week. So we are so eager, and the moment you're in the month of December, believe me, it's only sigh, 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 <laughs> and nothing else. So we loved everything. We enjoy mm-hmm. every bit of it. The evening mm-hmm. satsangs, you know, mm-hmm. the get together with boys, meeting our teachers, yes, going to the institutes. You know, mm-hmm. that is something amazing. Vishu, uh, I cannot tell you. I guess this is the only institute when you go back after even ages, the teachers remember you by names. Mm-hmm. I do not know any other college. Even mm-hmm. if you go back after a couple of years, that that, that they would get back to you with mm-hmm. exact your names. Mm-hmm. I have seen so many teachers. They call mm-hmm. not only me, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. lot many my juniors and seniors with mm-hmm. names. Mm-hmm. That is the amazing bond that you know Swami has developed between the teachers and the students. Yeah. So that is what is our teachers is all mm-hmm. about. Amazing. So you are someone who who had the opportunity to be in the initial years of the school. So tell us um, what. Moments are uh, evergreen. I think there are so many moments, isn't it? When you think about your school days and the interactions that you had with Bhagwan, uh, and uh, uh, the way the school was slowly shaping up. Yeah, I think it was in '83, as you rightly mentioned, that Swami first, you know, came down to inaugurate that beautiful building. Uh, we were at the Ishwarambu School, right? And we used to go only to the Ishwarambu School. But yes, we were aware that something was, you know, getting, you know, built up. Uh, in in the premises next to the Ishwarambu school, but honestly, Bishu, I do not remember anything about you know how the school was inaugurated because that time we were in seventh standard. Mm. For us, for us, the only one important thing was Swami. Mm. If Swami came to that building, we would rush, we would do all naughty as possible things <laughs> to get as close to him. We were not yes. bothered which building was being inaugurated yes. or which was being you know taken off. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, I do not remember anything as <laughs> such of the school. But yes, I remember the first day when we walked into the school. It was, you know, a much bigger building, mm. right? And we remember that it was, you know, we already had the central board of secondary education curriculum rolling out. Yes. So that was one transformation. I remember because we were in Telugu medium in uh, Ishwarambu school, mm-hmm. and our parents were little, you know, worried. Ki what's mm. going to happen? Mm. But I guess because of our mother's sacrifice and their faith, mm. that you know, see, I was from north, and mm. I had no clue to what Telugu is all about. So you were in Telugu medium when you joined in Ishwarambu school. We were in Telugu medium. Oh, and then you know, uh, because we did not have any CBSE at that point of time, and as we migrated, but how did it the, happen that you actually joined there? <laughs> it was, I think, totally my mother's, you know, faith. He put my son, and something is going to happen in terms of you know the, I mean, the curriculum would get changed, and that's exactly it happened. Mm-hmm. So they put how us. How did in that happen? That happened. See, I'll tell you because my see, we were devotees right from beginning. Mm-hmm. And my mother was more ardent devotee than uh, you know my dad because my dad has just heard about Swami, and it was for the first time that Swami came into my mother's dream. You know, when she was in Calcutta, and that's how she learned about Bhagwan. And uh, Swami came, Swami appeared in a dream, and told her about a place where Sai Bhajans used to be happening in Calcutta, mm-hmm. and that's how she went for the first time. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, she had Swami's darshan in Jaipur. Then she came over here in Prashanti Nilam. When so all this happened in the years seventy nine, seventy 
ஒரு 
our school days from mr habbu mm. so was it challenging for you in any way yeah it was because uh, first and foremost it was, it was challenging in terms of staying in the hostel right we were not used to you know sleeping on the floor we were used to always a fan right the hostel did not have a you know bed it never <laughs> had fans right and everything was i mean i mean everything under the sun was you know kind of a rules and regulation you would have to get up you would have to go for in a morning prayers there would first be a bell, bell get up second bell move absolutely we, we the life is between two bells life is between two bells <laughs> you know you have to go everywhere in line you have to discipline you have to you know wear shirts tucked outside which was mm. kind of you know something totally new for us mm. so initially yes yes it was a challenge another bit challenge that we faced was you know when parents left you know putting us into the hostel it was then we realized that we had no means of talking or communicating with them unlike mm. today we have mobile mm. phones mm. and we had just we just had one phone mm. at the reception mm. and we could talk to them i think only if they called us i think mm. maybe once a week Mm. So that time we felt, and we felt worst challenge when Swami was out to Brindavan or anywhere else. Ah, uh, then you missed the. That was a point because more. we had nothing to do. That mm. excitement was not there. You know, mm. we have we had to feel so empty, so empty. Mm. We only knew that when Swami used to be out, mm. we knew. Oh my God, four o'clock we have to go to the ground and play. Mm. So that was one little challenge. Reluctantly go to the ground to play. <laughs> the moment Swami was here, we used to forget all those emotions <laughs> of parents, and you know, and we used to be. I mean, back to square one mm. with Swami. Wow! I mean, especially during that time, you know, when you had Bhagwan in the early eighties, and uh, when Swami was really giving so much of his time to the students, um, the institute also had just come up. You know, that was the time when Bhagwan actually a lion share of his time, which which he anyway actually gave to the students all his life. But that was the time when he actually gave himself completely to the students. Uh, In the, in, in the later years, we had more institutions coming up. You had the hospital coming up and everything. You know, then you had Bhagwan's time being divided into m- many other institutions, water project and all that. But that, but these are the years when his focus was only on the students. So, when did your connect with Bhagwan happen? Abhishek, uh, I remember certain numbers very discreetly in my mind. We were ninety students in school, and there were hundred and ten students in the institute. Oh, <laughs> and we had hostel that was into three floors. Mm. The entire uh, top floor was for fruit stall, for bank, for dispensary, and sick ward. So basically, the top floor was not functional in in any kind of you know for boys to stay. Mm-hmm. So the middle floor was you know being occupied, and maybe bits and pieces of the cornermost on the top floor. So that's how the hostel strength was: ninety mm. school boys, <laughs> and our warden was Mr. Venkata Chalam sir. Oh, he was a warden. And he was a first warden for school. He was okay. another enlightened gentleman, I would say. <laughs> oh, I've always known him as the person who looks out of the kitchen. I never knew that he was the warden. He was a first school warden. And you know, when when he used to call us for a meeting, there was a small room. All of us used to get fitted inside that little room, and he used to talk to us. And yes, he was also handling the kitchen yes. uh, aspect as well. But for students, for schools, uh, for school boys, he was a warden. Warden. <laughs> Then came Janardhan Sir and Ramon yes. Rao Sir. Yes. After that, so what were those uh, moments? You know, when uh, I would say y- you you started connecting with Bhagwan at a different level because you know you had one impression of Bhagwan as someone who is God uh, when you joined, and I think as you live with him, then then you you realize that you know he he's something else. You know, he's someone with whom you can actually have a very very different, very personal 
and very intimate uh, relationship isn't it so were there any moments which sort of uh, put you on this path absolutely bishu in fact i was very fortunate that uh, you know the moment i joined school maybe within a span of 2 to 3 months because we were less in numbers in terms of school boys somi started to speak to me and he tagged me with a unique uh, you know name mm-hmm. he used to always call me circus buffoon oh circus buffoon yeah <laughs> how did that come about i don't know because maybe i used to jump a lot and you know, skip here a lot and you know, go over <laughs> people's you know uh, i mean uh, their head and then jump and sit in the <laughs> somehow room managed to somehow <laughs> and you, of, you, you can sit even if there is a few centimeters absolutely <laughs> so like you know swami used a lot of name like pakoda yes. and all that so the moment he used to call buffoon people knew that he <laughs> oh was addressing God. me so everyone used to know swami is calling you so that name i don't know maybe i would have done something great in my you know past <laughs> janmas or past karmas to get a name like that from bhagwan so he used to speak to me i was so fortunate enough now i realize that to revishu mm-hmm. of course that time all this you know this mm-hmm. realization was not there But today I feel you know we are so fortunate that Bhagwan gave us this opportunity. Mm. So that's how I started to connect. And uh, one intimate experience I had was in one of my school days, I gave all my clothes to Dhobi, mm. and uh, somehow everything got disappeared. I mean the Dhobi never you know got back the clothes after washing. He said you know you didn't give that to me. So there was some kind of a misunderstanding, mm. and I had nothing with me except a pair of clothes. just mm-hmm. a pair of a white shirt and a white pant i had mm-hmm. with me five pairs mm-hmm. and i had nothing to do so i told janardan sir i have told that time narsimurti rao sir became my warden mm-hmm. if i if i remember right mm-hmm. the i mean became the hostel warden okay for school janardan sir was the in charge mm-hmm. and i had nothing to wear so i told janardan sir janardan sir detail to mr narsimurti you know he doesn't have clothes the dobi has lost and they were so nice to send a senior brother into the dobi's uh, you know a quarter mm. near chitrapati he tried to find but nothing came out mm. in the evening i went to mandir we were sitting in the corner and when swami came like an innocent you know boy i got up i said swami i have a big problem can you believe the master of the universe mm-hmm. gives you time to listen to such a pettiest thing mm. he said tell me mm. i spoke to him in hindi because i didn't know telugu and he understood and he was mm. replying back he was mm. you know reciprocating in hindi mm. like a kid i told him mm. swami i gave four clothes to dobi the dobi lost every story i told mm. him you know some brother went with me swami mm. what do i do mm. my parents sends me 30 rupees a month where will i buy clothes the master <laughs> of the universe listened standing to me smilingly for mm. minutes maybe for four minutes mm. and you know what he does he calls janardan sir gives him money from his inside his interview room and mm. tells him buy for him two pair of clothes and give mm. it to him mm. and that evening janardan sir takes me to sairam tailor there was a sairam tailor yes. right uh, that vidyagiri gate mm. just next to that we go there and you know two pairs of shirts you know we get them ordered we get them stitched and i think i get it maybe a couple of days later mm. So that was my first experience with Bhagwan ever. <laughs> I mean, how you know we used to always think at that point in time. Frankly, we never never realized that you know Swami is giving us so much time. We just quote unquote yes, we took it for granted at that point in time. It seemed like that, you know. But today, when you think about it, you know he had so many things to do. I mean, imagine the number of things he has to look after. Even forget the cosmic aspect, even physically, physical, aspect, physically, yeah. just to run so many institutions, he had so many things to do. But but uh, you know he, he, it was a, it, it was a lesson in management isn't it but he but he had time to give each one of us 
whether someone did not have a shoe someone did not have a sock someone did not have a shirt he had that and he could make each person feel important that's what in the bishu whenever we teach uh, people about incorporate about leadership one aspect of leadership is even it maybe the minutest of your employee at least listen to him mm. because he'll feel happy mm. so today when i teach leadership to people i feel so i'm not talking about swami's divinity at all that is beyond our comprehension yes. but looking at swami from a leadership perspective today when i realize when i you know go back to those beautiful days he was a, he's a perfect leader bishu from a human perspective i have never ever seen swami out for darshan without shaving i'm giving you the minutest example mm. of a human being perfect mm. human being mm. i have gone to darshan n number of times <laughs> without shaving mm. of course nowadays i mean you know we i mean you grow up you mm. mature up right mm. but i have never seen bhagwan even one day e- every day he was impeccable every day he was impeccable mm. he was looking absolutely brilliant yes. full shaven yes true leader he listened he listens to every minutest issue yes and he knows how to sort it and the the kind of lessons because that's what bhagwan said he came down in a physical form to teach us how to live and and uh, and when you lived with him when you had the chance to watch him at close quarters those lessons were just there right there on your face absolutely no doubt about it so when you look back you know what are some of these lessons which keep coming to you when you look back at your days in the school one of the biggest lessons that swami taught us was never believe in pomp and show right God is God is all about how simple you are mm. that is one lesson that i've learned and can i quote an example yeah please uh it was my birthday right uh, and uh, you know in those days you know we used to have those beautiful trays being arranged with with kajus and kishmish yes. and you know all those fancy stuff dry fruits i mean there's the day when you can go to some yes yes so it was one of my birthday and uh, i realized it in the evening that i had to offer that to swami and my mother was here and that time the stores had you know i think they were all closed so i didn't have any of those you know stuffs with me oh so i told my mom i have to go you know and offer to swami so my mom you know those days prashanti lila never had all those i mean like departmental stores there was yes. just little store which is opposite to prashanti lila mandir mm. so my mom you know wherever you know, whatever she could find in that at that point of time in terms of availability she only found long or lavang mm-hmm. and i think I think it I think it was only lavang mm-hmm. if if I am not wrong clove clove mm-hmm. clove right and I only had a small ball of clove and when my mom said she said you know she would make arrangements for that so when I go back to her or when she comes back to the hostel she says beta I, I can only could find clove and I cried I said swami all the birthday boys will take a uh, cashew nuts will take kishmish mm-hmm. will take badam mm-hmm. will take mishri mm-hmm. and I'll be sitting there only with tray or a little ball full of cloves you will never come to me mm. and i literally you know i fought with her i said this is you know this is something very wrong you know you are not supporting me mm. so my mom couldn't do anything because mm. that in prati never had any kind of stores so next day morning vishu brother there were i guess four to five students who also had birthday they had big trays and i was feeling so shy mm. you know even to go and sit amongst them because i just had a little ball of uh, mm. uh, cloves mm. but can you believe swami walks out of his room he goes to all the five boys since i was little hiding and sitting you know mm. in the corner he comes straight to me looks at me i get up he reaches out he you know to to a couple of cloves and puts it in his mouth and my mother is sitting right opposite and she was totally in her tears oh my god 
and when i came out my mother hugged me and that's the first lesson i learned swami is all about being simple it's not about you know being pomp and show so that's what the lesson that i learned is god can be reached you know mm. only through your depth in terms mm. of devotion he mm. doesn't believe in you know uh, pomp and show and the quality of the heart the purity of our feeling is what uh, touches him absolutely and th- that 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 is the only thing uh, that ever matter to him no doubt and absolutely and and, it, and it's such a valuable lesson for us in our life isn't it true as, as you go along i think uh, if if we all the time when we remember that you know ultimately as bhagwan always says the essence of spirituality is purity in fact when i was in delhi you were sharing about uh, an instance where you wanted bhagwan's picture on the stage uh, that was something i believe me bishu i mean can i talk about that yeah please yeah uh, i was talking to my state president mr chima so we were uh, you know having that symphony and believe me there was no plan to keep swami's picture on the stage because uh, i think something else was being you know uh, planned to maybe kind of uh, swami on the screen or something of that sort which i'm not exactly aware so he was not exactly you know uh, uh, i mean uh, in agreement to have a swami's picture and i went and prayed can you beat it i told sir you you know we need to have a swami's picture you know we need to have a jyoti that lit, that needs to be lit he said yeah that's he says a jyoti absolutely fine you're going to have but swami is yeah i told him about swami's throne and mm. picture he said see there are so many artists sitting on the stage right close to 150 i don't i know the exact number mm. 126 126 yeah. so you might not have a space to so having swami's chair will be a little you know problem swami's photo is you know again because it will occupy a lot of space and you will have those diyas and all and on So we can have just a single dia. That's it. So he told me, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And then believe me, Bishu, I came came back to my home and entire that stretch from Sai Center to my home, I kept praying, Bhagwan, photograph needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And when I come back the next day, right, I see a Swami's picture, and I had no words. Mm-hmm. Then uh, one of the members, you know, uh, he says, I don't know what happened. But I think there was something transpired between you and him, and the picture is here. I said, please don't ever say that. <laughs> Everything transpires between Swami and Swami. Mm. And it was so beautiful because that was a program that was uh, uh, that had live telecast on Indian national channel on DD, and you know uh, it was such a glorious celebration, and uh, everyone watched uh, Bhagwan's uh, beautiful form as was, as the symphony was going, and it was a tribute to his love. Absolutely, mm. that was a. you know a very very memorable occasion for all of us mm-hmm. so going back to your days in the school um, so one of the moments that you mentioned was you know when bhagwan used to come for the science exhibition so were you part of uh, some model making did you did you come up with something when bhagwan came to the school well, actually i don't remember honestly but i was a part maybe helping i mean i was not a lead in terms of a particular project but yes i recollect i was a part of you know couple of science project but honestly i don't recollect any you know instances but yes i can still see that you know we were in the physics laboratory where professor muridhar rao was our professor and then you know we you know had lot of stuffs on the table you know some kind of electric bell yes some sort of lot of project but honestly brother i don't remember anything but so many students have their moments when bhagwan would know, should be uh, but uh, come and you know bhagwan <laughs> would light uh, uh, 
you know, you'd press a switch or Bhagwan would light a lamp or Bhagwan would uh, do something uh, which will spur some action. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and you wait for the reaction for Bhagwan. True, true, true. So how was it um, once you were uh, in in your 11th and 12th? I mean, um, you know, you had one perception of Bhagwan when you joined. And, you know, as you uh, started uh, settling down in the hostel and as you started building this relationship with Bhagwan in your 7th, 8th, 10th, I think by the time, you know, now you know that he, this is this is Swami and this is the way to go to Him. Uh, when you look back... Uh, what was Swami for you before you joined? What was Swami for you when you were in 7th, 8th, uh, ninth, And what was Swami for you when you were in 11th, 12th? That's, I think, a very brilliant question because this gives us a lot of thought process, you know, to uh, think about it. I think when we joined in 7th, Swami was for us like our own friend, Right. Like someone in whom we could reach out to. Yeah, you can go and tell him that I don't have a shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Of course, that factor in terms of God was actually not there. Although behind the mind, you know, deep into the senses, we knew that he was God. But for a child, you know, 14, 15 years, maybe class 7, the, the concept of God actually does not sink in. So we used to, you know, treat him like our own friend, right? You know, who could uh, help you out at any point of time. So that's how for us Swami was. So as we, you know, grew up and, you know, got into class 11th and 12th, I think the concept really sank in because we needed a God to help us out in our board exams. <laughs> we needed a God, you know, to help us out in terms of getting good marks. And that's how, you know, we thought, no, 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 no. He's no more our friend. So you have to keep praying. <laughs> keep praying because you really need him now. You need him now. <laughs> because we were full of, you know, fun, frolic games. Mm. So I think the concept of God really... higher power now. Absolutely. Mm. So that concept of God slowly came in as you, you know, progressed. And, and, you know, when you got into the college, that time, you know, there were some, some I mean, sons, uh, I mean, sorry, some sense of thought, what's going to happen in the future? What I'm mm. going to do? Mm. Who's going to tell me? Because I don't have any clarity. You know, I had a normal BSCs and an MSCs over here. What do I do? You know, people are going out for engineering and doctorate. That's why you needed a power or a God to support you. Mm-hmm. So I think then you know, we started to look at Swami from a friend perspective. It met, you know, it metamorphosized <laughs> to a God. Mm-hmm. So then we used to think, you no, know, Swami is no more a friend. Now he's a God because he has to help us out. We are in a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get that guidance from Swami? Yeah, I think a uh, lot, mm-hmm. lot because... Uh, in one of the conversations that you know I had with Bhagwan, he definitely hinted that I need to go out and you know pursue for a career outside. Mm-hmm. But you know, Swami, one thing that I have seen in Bhagwan is that he would never give you anything direct. Mm-hmm. He would he would never tell you this is what you have to get in. He would give you a clue in and around that. Mm-hmm. So he did give me a clue in terms of getting into uh, sales and marketing, mm-hmm. right? I remember, you know, very vividly, of course, he did tell me that you have to go out and pursue your, you know, career in uh, selling something. Mm -hmm. So that's how I remember. And that's what I did actually Mm -hmm. later, much later. Mm -hmm. Even though you were into sciences. I was into science. But you moved into uh, sales, marketing and management. I had nothing to do with selling, but yet I got into that. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been also a very interesting experience uh, because uh, um, you you are in a space where there will be many challenges. Uh, but to live by Bhagwan's teachings uh, would not be easy in in a profession like that. But before we come to that, how was Brindavan? Bishu, that was uh, three years were golden. 
you know people used to say that uh, when you get into brindavan you know and when swami comes to brindavan that is a time you know which is going to be memorable throughout your life more than parthi and those were the days that was the best because brindavan would be you know best in my life because that was a place where i got a first individual photograph with swami oh wow so that is brindavan for me hmm the amazing 3 years fantastic and you had the tri sessions we has used to have the tri sessions they were amazing all evenings you know those one and a half hours to maybe two hours it is to stretch and uh, at times we used to have those lovely movie shows mm-hmm. you know panduranga or tulsidas or something of that sort and we used to get into the institute auditorium in brindavan for movie shows so those days were it's so beautiful hmm i think whenever you think about those moments uh, every second uh, now seems so precious every second now uh, seems to energize you absolutely no doubt about and it and especially brindavan i think brindavan was one place where you know some packed so much in so little time because uh, uh, he used to spend so much time in prashantinilayam but when he came to brindavan even if he stayed for like 2 months or 3 months but you know people used to always say that uh, he will make up for it you know when he is in vrindavan very right yeah and and he did you know even if you were a student uh, of bhagwan's university and you had only 2 months or 3 months with bhagwan but if you were a vrindavan student you got something which uh, perhaps students of prashanti did not get even in their 9 months of uh, stay with bhagwan very right absolutely right yeah the chance of actually sitting there uh, in the tri where you can actually keep his feet on your lap and this individual photograph you said truly amazing and you know when you are with bhagwan in that premises in that close quarters you know things are things just happen and things just go away you know it's like how times have passed and today we realize you know hope we could have something to you know take the time back to brindavan days or to prashanti lilam days and you wish i had maintained a diary i wish that is one you know i think mr kabe ever done in my life i have never recorded so i really wish but you know whatever memories we have you know we try to uh, recollect them we try to talk about them so that you know mm. we don't forget mm. your most uh, precious brindavan memory my most precious brindavan memory was uh, i was uh, you know i i in fact hurt myself i had uh, stitches in my on the four, uh, here somewhere in the middle of the head because i was trying to jump those french windows mm-hmm. and you know i had come in between and there were stitches here so i had put a bandage you know around uh, my head and i was i walked into the darshan and swami saw me so the moment he saw me you know and i was also offering an aarti mm-hmm. it it was bit awkward you know mm-hmm. me offering an aarti with a you know bandage on my head and then swami looks at me and then he creates a vibhuti for me Mm-hmm. so that was something you know uh something very memorable one more incident that is very memorable for me was i was sitting exactly next to bhagwan mm-hmm. uh in try inside the uh, try mandir and suddenly i see an ant mm-hmm. crawling right from you know swami's uh, hand mm-hmm. you know it's it's slowly getting inside you know slowly moves to his chest and you mm-hmm. know swami had those beautiful golden buttons mm-hmm. and in between he had the little space and the mm-hmm. ant was slowly slowly moving down Mm-hmm. and i just don't know why people did not notice why boss did not mm-hmm. notice and swami was talking he was joking mm-hmm. and i was trying to point point to him you know with my mm-hmm. eyes mm-hmm. he swami there's an ant that mm-hmm. might get inside you mm-hmm. and the ant slowly crawled moved to his first button and it was getting into that little slit between the first and the second button and i couldn't resist mm-hmm. and i told swami swami 
there's an ant mm. and the way swami reacted you know as mm. if a little boy you know little boy getting little mm. scared mm. he suddenly looks at the ant and says nothing is going to happen don't worry <laughs> and the little ant didn't have the guts to get inside it just crawled down <laughs> down down and it left <laughs> <laughs> so that was you know another beautiful memory mm. of mm. something between me and swami you know this this whole thing of love uh, as you mentioned you know when when bhagwan saw you with the bandage you know instantly he created vibhuti and he gave you and i think you know as we are talking about this this lessons of life that we learn at bhagwan's feet th- this whole thing of empathy that that's something that gets ingrained in every sai student in when you live with bhagwan isn't it absolutely very true empathy is the empathy is one thing that all of us have learned tell me uh, how has this helped you in your corporate career see empathy is something that is very important you know in terms of leadership and because i was a, a kind of a, you know regional manager for novartis and i had people reporting to me and i was handling a big state so that's where the first lessons of swami's you know empathy man management money management that's what you know we have learned and we try to put it into practice so empathy is one thing wherein you know that you know there is something i mean you have to take corrective measures but there are better ways to do it that's what empathy you know teaches you yes. how to handle mm. empathy i think is the first step for man management you know you have to first put yourself in his shoes mm. how would you react if if you were to fire him or if you were to take take any kind of harsh or a hard decision to him and the moment you empathize you know you know he still can be given a scope of you know a chance mm. so that's what unlike other managers you know who always believe in hire and fire mm. i'm sure all the leaders you know who have moved out of some institutions they they definitely hire but they don't believe in fire they mm. believe in hire empathize give him opportunities correct mm. firing actually is the last last mm. process mm. because i have done that myself because mm. i have been a leader and i have been you know hiring people i have been uh, i have been handling a uh, kind of you know close to i would say 15 16 people at one point of time so that's what swami has taught us and how to manage people and how to empathize and most important for every size student how to manage money mm-hmm. that's the core principle so that is something very sensitive and i'm sure with swami's blessings all of us are you know uh, have that enough human values to manage money in in the most ethical way in a corporate world what is your guideline when it comes to managing money nothing is yours swami has said right and what swami has said you get what you deserve not what you desire <laughs> so whatever you get is what you deserve what you deserve that's it don't desire for more if you do good work money will come they will come automatically what, will what come is automatically. yours will come automatically to what you. is yours will come automatically to you. you don't have to crave or desire for that what is not yours you might have lot of loose things left right and center it's not yours and money cannot get you anything in swami's you know swami has always taught us more than money what is important is your self esteem If self-esteem goes down, you know Swami always talks about character. Yes. If you lose money, nothing goes. If you lose health, little bit goes. But if you lose your character, everything goes up. So I think one thing that's that we have learned is manage money, empathy, and manage people. Tell me, uh, while all this is uh, you know easy to talk, all this is easier said than done, isn't it? How challenging has it been for you to actually live by these principles? Honestly, it's been pretty simple and pretty easy for me. because i have never looked at you know although i had lot of scopes as a manager you know you handle a state and there a lot of distributors who want to get appointed but i think that was never a source of uh, kind of you know even a thought process so honestly i never had any kind of challenges but yes on a people front 
you at times face lost i mean a lot of challenges in terms of empathizing because at you know at given point of time all the five fingers are not same you also mm. have a bad entity mm. but again what somi has said you know try to understand try to empathize so i did not have much challenge honestly because you were clear i was very clear in my thoughts very clear very I think, clear i think that is th- that is as bhagwan says be clear and the rest will follow absolutely so, i think you have you know nailed the right mm. word i was absolutely clear mm. and so once you are you have that clarity uh, that sort of also percolates uh, down to everyone who is working with you that sort of surrounds you that sort of uh, uh, builds an aura around you absolutely you know people say when you work uh, uh, you know when you work in the corporate you know you get transformed i say you transform people you know <laughs> i have uh, put on 13 years plus 8 8 years in ferex close to almost 21 years i've never drunk i've never smoked and i'm a totally vegetarian you know we have parties we have all kind of booze parties you know we go there at times it is necessary for you to be you know kind of a, you know to have an attendance it's must in corporate mm. life but then you are very clear you know you don't take that mm. so the moment you know people say you know you have a vegetarian goon so in felix they look at me mm. so that's it we are very clear you know these mm. things we don't have to entertain so we have never done that mm. and actually am I, am i right in saying that you know with time you actually earn respect that's right very true absolutely right with time you know people know this guy he has a guts to be something different yeah 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 <laughs> very right absolutely so tell me you know how has it been uh, for you as a corporate trainer because you know you were in sales marketing and administration uh, for 13 years uh, in the pharma sector and then uh, you had this shift to now teaching people training people i, I guess this is more fulfilling this is this is <laughs> no doubt about it and uh, perhaps this is something uh, more close to your heart right yeah that's what always actually i wanted to do i wanted to do something that i love and i really you know uh, love to train love to teach people so although this was not in the beginning but you know as and when i moved i thought i think t- teaching and training is something you know uh, which may be my strength so you know i pursued on that so i think i'm in the right field right now so tell me now that you've got this platform how uh, uh, has it been trying to uh, share bhagwan's values you know to all the people that you are training because now you are in a position where you can actually directly influence a lot of people uh, and you know uh, set them thinking on uh, on lines uh, which are more close to empathy which are more close to practicing righteousness which are more close to leading a life of uh, compassion and love so uh, have you have you seen that transformation process as you're training a lot of people are there moments you know when you feel thank you swami you know i think this is something that you gave me this opportunity to be a trainer and today i feel so fulfilled because you know this thing has happened yeah see uh, what happens we generally train the new hires we train the the middle management we train the senior management and we also do a lot of trainings for the you know ceos and cfos for the upper management right now when you do a training for the lower management people that is where it's very important for you to infuse you know the value systems into them because they are going to be the future leaders and believe me prushti whenever we take a session and a uh, lot of my you know uh, 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 presentations and curriculum they have they have been designed looking into lot of swami satyasai speaks and also of the management books because at the end of the day whatever you may say right the moment you quote little you know bits and pieces of examples from spiritualism people get to understand that is what i have seen hmm that's what i have seen i can you know man i can tell you with 100% confidence 
people are interested in corporate stories there is no doubt about it right but the moment you have a spiritual flavor the moment you talk about gautam buddha the moment you talk about jesus the moment you give examples of such people tend to relate more than corporate uh, corporate examples that's a fact wow even the top management you know see you have to have a way of infusing this mm. you cannot start with stories of vivekananda or with jesus you have to talk with corporate examples and in between mm. you have to infuse you know certain aspects of spiritualism because mm. at the end of the day remember uh, you know remember what swami has said and that's a fact science and spirituality are always half circles each yes if you talk only about corporate examples people will be 50% happy the moment mm. to give it a spiritual twist mm. people will be more happy that's what is my own example that's i mean sorry so my own experience it becomes more complete it becomes more complete more solid more solid because if you see 90% of scientific logics are based on you know spiritual applications as well yes and i think uh, when you now think about it uh, when bhagwan came to the college so many times when mba started he was all the time telling how spirituality is so much a part of marketing spirituality is so much a part of production spirituality is so much a part of uh, information technology and now you know you are experiencing that that what is needed for the world today is actually this blend of this blend you know? of this A- and uh, it is not what is needed it is what people are hungering for also absolutely absolutely now why do you think you know people are going to a lot of other institutions because there is a vacuum for god mm. why do you think people are you know getting into reading a lot of stuff getting into you know different tv channels listening to different saints and sages why because there is a hunger and there is a vacuum for god mm. so if you give them the right spiritual you know feed mm. people will be you know in the right curriculum as you know what we can think of because ultimately everyone wants peace <laughs> that is that can that, come only from that spirit that can come only from that you know that oh. higher self realization higher self else. realization wonderful so when you when you, when you look back uh, brother anindya uh, this this beautiful journey with bhagwan uh, and when you compare yourself uh, with what you were when you moved out of bhagwan's uh, institution after your bsc and where you are now how do you see yourself what was uh, your understanding of bhagwan and his teachings when you moved out how was it you know when you were 10 12 years into your corporate career and how is it now when you are almost done 2 years uh, uh working in two big multinational companies Vishu, uh, you know, one thing I would like to admit, you know, very candidly is uh, even after moving out of Bhagwan's institution, I was initially a little apprehensive to talk about Swami, right? I would not uh, submit publicly that, you know, I have read from Satsang Institute because that little apprehension was there ki why, because people usually tend to criticize, mm. right? But one incident changed my, uh, you know, lookout. Mm. And after that, I think I've been always bold enough to say that I am... from satisai university mm-hmm. and i have seen god wow so can i narrate that little Please. incident uh swami had given me this personal photograph you know with him so i had moved out after that and i wanted to get it framed you know using my first money that i earned you know from a salary that i was teaching uh, in a particular in a small uh, college kind of a thing so i got my first money so i that time i was staying in jodhpur you know it, it's it's a town in rajasthan mm-hmm. so i so i had gone with my little individual photograph with swami it was uh, i think 4 by 6 and i i wanted to get it framed but i was very you know shy to show it to the 
photograph shop because mm-hmm. there would be so many people ye kon hai you know mm-hmm. who is he because swami at that time was generally criticized you know, because people had not heard about uh, his works so shyly i, I walk into a, at a, a kind of a photo frame shop and then i show the reverse of the picture i tell him do you have a size for this particular photograph i need a frame so the gentleman says can you show me the photograph because i need to feel it and tell you the size of it so i said no if you can just let me know from the back he said no you'll have to give me the photograph so without you know uh, i mean kind of a hitch i gave him the photograph and there were three four people standing in and around him mm-hmm. and that's what it happened which i did not expect he said oh this is a photograph you want to get mm-hmm. the framed i said yes and can you believe there was a gentleman standing next to me immediately he pounced on that photograph and he asked me two very critical question and i could not fathom mm-hmm. i i was just wondering why is he asking this questions to me the first question he asked me is is this your mother oh i said no 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 he is satyasai baba and the and in that photo frame if you see there's a you know little marble written trai brindavan mm-hmm. on the on the background because yes. it was a photo just on the steps of trai brindavan and the second question he asked me is this your home i said no 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 it is uh, a mandir in south that was my you know innocent reply ignorant reply trying to get that guy away so that he does not comment on swami and then immediately he said i know him and for a moment i paused he said i also know shirdi baba and there are bhajans that is happening at my residence and fortunately bishu that day we had a bhajan at our residence at jodhpur Mm-hmm. so i told him you know brother you know we have a bhajan today so i'll be i'll be grateful if you can come down to a house for a bhajan so by the time we were doing this conversation the photographer you know had taken the photograph he had framed it given back to me mm-hmm. so i was just leaving i was on my cycle so i asked him brother what's your name and you know what he told me his name he said my name is ishwar mm-hmm. it just didn't strike me this two little question and his name So I told him uh, uh, brother Ishwar where do you stay so he gave me a particular address of a place in Jodhpur and he mentioned to me house number 10 and he says that he said that he is an electrician and he is he's working in a little electric shop across the road so I said fine I didn't even realize you know so while I was going back when I reached my home I put the you know my swami's photograph my me and swami on the altar suddenly it clicked me two dialogues easy your mother I innocently said no he is swami second dialogue Is this your home? I said no. It is Trai Brindavan, some temple in South. And then he said, "My name is Ishwar," and I knew that I had messed it up. <laughs> I took my cycle. I went to that place where he had mentioned. Mm. There was house number ten, mm. but there was no one called Ishwar. Mm. I knocked at every door, ten mm. to ten to ten to eleven, or maybe fifteen mm. doors. I said, "There is there an electrician, you know, mm. staying here?" and he was dark complexion let me tell you this i mm. still remember that mm. his name is ishwar they said no i mean there's no ishwar so then i said there is there any electric shop he said mm. yes there is a shop across the road so i went all the way mm. and there were three people there mm. i said do you have anyone called ishwar he said no we don't have anyone called ishwar so i said is there any other electric shop here he said no not in the vicinity of 5 6 kilometers that was swami oh my god he was trying to test me <laughs> am i your mother and we ignorantly said no <laughs> After that, if anyone tells me, or people even don't tell, I tell you, no, I studied in Satyasai Institute. Wow! Hmm. So that is one transformation I have had after that. That is our biggest strength. That is in our folly. I think uh, it happens. I think in the journey of so many devotees, in our folly, what is our biggest strength? We think per- perhaps it is our biggest uh, uh, 
demon it perhaps it will it will work to our disadvantage but that is the only thing which works to our advantage that is which exactly. we realize with time yes. and you know bhagwan uh, uh, like an electrician had to enlighten you <laughs> that is the core message <laughs> he wanted to <laughs> light that bulb in you so bishu i think uh, you know this is for the first time that such a beautiful an explanation has been given to me by you you know he wasn't as an electrician wanted yes. to, i think that is amazing <laughs> I, i think no one has you know even come out with this kind of a deduction that is amazing yes mm. now i realize probably yes. came as an electrician to, to light a bulb into my brain yes. you know into and, my nervous system and that is glowing now all the time so is great and it glowed so beautifully uh, uh, yesterday we you know when you were doing the comparing of the entire program and you were the master of ceremonies beautiful i think swami was the master of ceremony we were just we, we are just pawns i've realized that we are just pawns bishu with normal bscs and msc degrees all our students are in good positions how do you think this has happened people might say it's because of their caliber yes caliber but first is bhagwan can you believe if i say in my first interview i was asked to chant vedam when i said i'm from satisai institute Oh yeah no talk about that <laughs> I'd gone for an interview uh, for marketing executive at Ranbaxi mm-hmm. I was being interviewed in Jaipur in Raj Mahal Palace and the interviewer asked me uh, he asked me to show the all documents and he said you are from Satisai college because there was a there, there was a marketing manager Mr Unni Krishnan he, he was a south indian he had heard about Swami he said mm-hmm. you are from Satisai uh, institute I said yes he said then you must be knowing Vedam and I was a part of the Vedam group mm-hmm. I said yes sir he said can you chant I chanted Gananantwa, chanted Shannomitra. Mm. So I said, "Thank you." Uh, do one thing. When do you want to join? They did not ask me a third question. Can you beat that? <laughs> oh my God! They had offered me a third AC affair. I'd come in general class. Mm. I said, "Sir, I'll not take third AC. I'll give me a general mm. class ticket." Mm. They were shocked. <laughs> oh my God! No, no, I mean, I'm not boasting about me. This is what Swami has taught. Mm. So, so that was my first interview. They offered me a third AC affair. I said, "Sir, I've come in a general class." I think these two things. they mm-hmm. saw and they offered me the job and in my respective interviews be it novartis or be it fedex you know i may say i hold such a good position but i am zero whatever i am today it's only because of swami nothing else you had a practical demonstration of how swami becomes your strength uh, not only internally but in your Uh, world outside in your professional life was the greatest example was this interview that's it <laughs> and i think that is a message for all of us not only students but i think for all devotees uh, everywhere that you know uh, what is the most formidable power with us we should never ever uh, feel diffident about it because that is what that is what will carry us higher and if we have that glow in us if we if we sparkle with that power and i think we will we will be doing amazing things and that's what bishu this experience happened immediately after that ishwar incident where i was little shy to quote swami as my mother then when i went out after that i said no way swami has pre- was preparing you for this <laughs> absolutely interview what do you do i said i i am pass out of satya science institute of higher learning with lot of pride ego and i said that he said mm. it means you know vedam i said yes i know vedam mm. chant mm. ultimately 
when you what brings you success in life is not uh, uh, the conventional way of you know climbing on the success ladder you know uh, working out a strategy for yourself and you know and uh, that is the way you will grow uh, in in your life in terms of professional success ultimately there is always uh, a power which is much higher which is guiding and i think Absolutely. that realization comes and you you know that you know whatever you may work out ultimately someone else is going to decide absolutely no <laughs> doubt about it and the faster you know it and the more solidly you know it the better it is for you <laughs> very true very true and i think that is why biggest on the fall the size students isn't it you always know that there is someone our self confidence is not because of what we can do but we we all know that there is nothing that he cannot do i think that's 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 what makes us what we are absolutely right absolutely wonderful brother thank you so much for coming to the studios um, i'm really thankful to homie that you know uh, uh, he sent you to have the new year conversation in radio sahi 2016 so what is it uh, that you're going to carry from this beautiful experience that swami gifted to you and to all the alumni this new year i would only say have ultimate surrender to bhagwan there is nothing we say it's uh, you know 2016 right and we all are zeros he's only one that the moment you have that one yes you know you become heroes so yes. that's you know one learning from this new year for me wonderful thank you so much Sairam. Sairam, thank you so much. Sairam, you just heard a conversation with Mr. Anindya Das Gupta. This was part of our series, Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories, where we bring you interviews with former students of Bhagwan's educational institutions. This was recorded on January 2nd, 2016 in the studios of Radio Sai at Prashanti Nilayam. Thank you and Sai Ram.